411Live. Where you can learn about issues that affect us every day. Real people, real talk. Made to help people in our community in every way. For your girl. Do you have a skill that you're really, really good at? And you think, you know what? A lot of people could benefit from this. So I think I want to start a business. And then you think, how do I do that? And where do I get the capital to start it up? And who's going to give me a loan? And once I get the loan, then what do I do? Um, Well, if you're like this, or if you know someone else who's like this, this is the podcast for you. Hello, everyone. I'm Beverly Taylor, and this is the 411 Live, Real People, Real Talk. Today, I'm talking to the man with the answers for your plan. There you go. (laughs) Willie Smith. Hey, welcome to you. Thank you. Willie is the executive director of Northwest Side Community Development Corporation, correct? correct? Yes. Um, Northwest Side Community Development Corporation, I guess Northwest Side CDC, is correct. that a good That's, way to shorten it? There you it? go. Okay. You're dealing with uh, economic opportunities. You're creating economic opportunities. You are lending funds to people who may not be able to get it from a bank. Um, Absolutely. And you have a system of that post-funding coaching. Correct. Um, We're going to talk about all that. But my first question, since we're coming out of the pandemic, I'm just wondering, what did the pandemic do for, say, the new businesses, new business people? Uh, Did... Was it a, the slowdown enough for people to say, you know what, I think I want to work for myself? What What did you see? I saw quite a bit of that. A number of the businesses that we financed during COVID um, were startups mm. or, you know, uh, or situations where the business was already existing, but they saw, you know, COVID as a time for them to think about, you know, what do I do with the business from this point? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of folks left their jobs to start businesses and that kind of thing. So there was a significant shift for a lot of people who just had the time to stop and think, you know, yeah. that's the, I mean, if there is a benefit to COVID, I'd say it forced us all to kind of rethink a lot of things that we were doing in our lives. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of our clients, it was, you know, maybe I need to grow the business. Maybe I need to rethink what I've been doing this entire time. So we saw a lot of that during the time. I mean, not that a lot of businesses weren't negatively affected by COVID in a pretty big way. Thank God for some of the stimulus packages and grants and things that businesses were able to benefit from. But there were other businesses who kind of fell through the cracks and weren't able to receive those dollars. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we did what we could to support, you know, businesses during that time. And um, and honestly, personally, selfishly, COVID, I took over Northwest ICDC as the executive director January 1 of 2020. So just prior to COVID. I had just hired, I think, three or four people, um, you know, after taking over. And a month after they were hired, they were safer at home. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was an interesting shift. But uh, uh, concurrent to that, it was a good opportunity for me to think about what I was doing. I mean, the normal course of business was not happening during that time. So being new in this role, COVID allowed me to really think through what I was doing. So I really got a chance to get my feet beneath me to learn whatever I needed to learn. It was kind of a period for like, I was able to hit fast forward, if you will, during that time and, you know, just kind of ramp up on my knowledge and understanding of like where the organization was, where I thought we should be. And honestly, what do we 
we do regarding COVID is, you know, being mm-hmm. a, you know, community development corporation. So that was, you know, where I found myself during that time. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's great. So the businesses that you guys were able to help during COVID, okay. you know, when it was really intense, where are they now? Are they still a- around? Yes, they are. Um, of, of the businesses we've financed, um, everyone's still in existence. Things are going well for them. Um, and we, you know, as, as you stated earlier, we provide a significant amount of post-funding technical assistance and support to the small businesses. So we're, you know, we try to stay close enough to have a greater understanding as to what's really going on in the day-to-day of their business. If they have some issue or something of the sort, we are close enough to them where we could find out before it becomes a problem for the business business and maybe insert the support, the assistance that they need to ensure that that issue does not, you know, affect them too negatively in the business. So that's really what we do. And when you really think about it, um, oftentimes um, we as African-Americans and um, and African-American entrepreneurs and business owners, a lot of times they haven't had necessarily the network and the support Mm -hmm. to, you know, give them the information, to teach them the basic fundamentals of business. So, you know, we try to supplement that and provide that to the business owners that we're working with. And oftentimes we're working with businesses who are growing and what it took to get you where you are might not, you might, that might not be the same thing that it takes to keep you going. You yeah. might need to rethink that as kind well. Of pivot. Exactly. Yeah. And, and oftentimes, you know, where, where we lack oftentimes is systems. We lack systems when it comes to our businesses in a really big way. And, and the one way to think about it is if you um, have employees working for you, Mm-hmm. And there's not a prescribed way that you want them to deal directly with customers or clients that you work with. They're making that up as they go. And that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. Not necessarily. I mean, it can be a good thing, but, you know, a lot of times you hired this person for this job, but you didn't hire them to maybe determine the systems or the operations of your business or their interaction with your customers and clients. But if there are systems in place, you know, a lot of the larger banks, they have scripts, a lot of, you know, uh, more structured, Mm -hmm. larger organizations, they put all these systems in place to prevent the average employee from having to think through all of these things. You want to take some of that off their plate. You want to have a system. You want everyone to be greeted a certain way. You want, you know, things to be carried out a certain way. So, you know, so there's the consistency there because it's very difficult to grow. And, and even sustain if you don't have consistent uh, operations and such within the business. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a great point because somebody who's starting their own business, they may be wonderful at their skills. Exactly. But you, their family didn't own a business, nope. so they didn't see how it operated. Exactly. So those little things that you're talking about, which in reality are huge things. They are. But you just wouldn't think about Exactly. So that's, you know, one of the questions that I had initially was, why would someone go to a bank or why would somebody go to you Okay. instead of a bank? But all these things that you're throwing out there kind of answers that question. Yeah. When it comes to the banks, um, they have federal uh, regulations and such, mm-hmm. which prevent them from doing the kinds of things that we're able to do. Honestly, even banks, when it comes to post-funding assistance, that's not really an area where a bank is going to get involved. Right. I mean, if the business were to go bad and the bank provided technical assistance, 
The bank could be culpable for the fall of the organization. That's something that's a concern for the bank. So they stay away from that. And we collaborate very well with banks. But where the bank might see an issue with the deal that, you know, it's like, well, it doesn't necessarily check all the boxes uh, within their underwriting guidelines. Mm -hmm. We will see the same thing. We do the same analysis. But after we find the issues, we determine if there's a way past. I mean, can we work through this? What Uh would be a compensating factor to still do this deal, given the issue that we may have found. So that's a big part of what we do with our clients. And, you know, there are clients that we work with for months. I mean, some even years until we're able to support them financially with their business. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a it could be a long-term process for a lot of business owners. And, and ultimately, you know, we found that a lot of the businesses or, or entrepreneurs come to us with the same issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, you know, a lot of folks are thinking, well, I got to have this together. I got to have that together. We don't request anything from business owners initially. We basically want to speak with them to get an, gain an understanding as to what is it that you're trying to do, to hear their vision, their mission as to what this looks like, to hear the passion that they have for whatever it is that they're interested in doing. And then we back into the application. Uh-huh. And in doing that, you know, it, it, it helps in a great deal. Oftentimes you'll have a business plan written and, you know, um, I don't know how honest, and I don't mean honest as it being where they're not telling the truth, mm-hmm. but a lot of times it's in hard to encapsulate your passion for something in a executive summary or in some short description of your business. Right. So to hear it directly from them, uh, I find, we, we find uh, a great benefit from doing that. Right, yeah. right. And I can see why that is so important because making the comparison with you and a bank, there's more flexibility on your end. Oh, yeah. So you're looking for that passion, as you say, Absolutely. to really get a gauge of where these people are coming from and how committed they are. Exactly. That's awesome. So let's talk about some of the businesses that you've helped. Sure. We have financed, well, a couple of more notable ones. Mm-hmm. We financed the only African-American gas station in the state of Wisconsin. Mm. Uh, the uh, BP gas station on 8th and Atkinson okay. was one that we financed. I think that was last year. Um, we also financed the only African-American-owned Culver's franchise at the Midtown Shopping Center um, okay. recently as well. And a number of daycare centers, group homes, assisted living facilities, uh, manufacturing companies. There's a hydroponic farm in the portfolio. Um, so it's just a complete mixed bag of businesses. Um, we've also done assisted with the uh, financing of uh, mixed-use properties. You know, there are a lot of uh, uh, underutilized buildings or mm-hmm. boarded-up buildings com- in- within commercial corridors throughout the city of Milwaukee. So we financed a few of those so far. So we will get involved in that as well, especially if it's um, financing something that's been an eyesore or just has been underutilized for you know God only knows how long. We will support those initiatives as well because you, you said it earlier about silos. And we try to prevent that by collaborating with other partners. It could be business improvement district. It could be other uh, nonprofit organizations. Mm-hmm. I mean, the goal being that if they're working on the economic development of their corridor or whatever area they happen to be in, that's what we do. So we can help them to carry out their goals because oftentimes what they're doing is something we would do anyway. 
So it's so much better to do that when we have a true partner who's already vested, who's already there, who know the people, who have a, you know, a great understanding and oftentimes a a strategic plan as to where they want to see the neighborhood go. So that's really where we've been trying to insert ourselves to leverage the human and financial capital of existing organizations so that we could do more together rather than us trying to, you know, handle everything ourselves or them trying to do it when oftentimes they don't have the financial capacity a lot of times or even the experience to, you know, deal with a lot of these economic development uh, um, initiatives or uh, opportunities that exist. Right, right. Yeah. The name says Northwest Side. Um, and you spoke of, you know, the first African-American, um, you know, gas station and and then the, the Culver's. So your client base, what does that look like? I would say um, right now we're probably 90, 85 to 90 percent minority, mm-hmm. the majority of those being African-American. I mean, we're in a pretty much probably a 95 to 99 percent African-American community. Right. 4201 North 27th Street okay. on the north side of Milwaukee. So, you know, you can't get there without, you know, passing, you know, through this community of, you know, predominantly African-American individuals. So, of course, a lot of our business is supporting those businesses within those areas. But what you're doing, it revitalizes the whole community, right? Absolutely. We also work, I mean, I would say our our target now is the city of Milwaukee mm-hmm. for the most part. We've done some deals outside of the city of Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm thinking that we'll likely expand outside of just the Milwaukee area formally. Right now, the way we are, well, we're, we're what's called a community development financial institution, which is a certification that we received from the uh, Department of Treasury. And basically, it allows us to act as a financial institution. So we're recognized by the federal government as a financial institution institution, which will allow us some dollars that come from the federal government, from state government, city governments, as well as banks. So banks get like CRA credit, uh, Community Reinvestment Act credit Mm -hmm. for supporting organizations like Northwest Side CDC. And when you think about what I said earlier in regards to banks not really being able to take the kind of risks that we can take, they partner with us. So if they want to deploy, you know, some dollars, they might reach out to us to lend us that money or grant us some funds Ah. to make the loans that they're not doing directly. Okay. So that's collaboration, right? Exactly. Exactly. Very good. And I'm glad you explained that because it's like, I've got all this money. Where does this money come from? So that is a great explanation. Stay with us. We're going to take a quick break and come back and talk a little bit more about what you're doing with these businesses, the whole coaching part of it, and uh, a lot more. So stay with us. You're listening to the 401 Live. Real people, real talk. I'm an ex-drug dealer, and I'll be your sub today. Two milligrams of fentanyl can be lethal. A lethal dose is in here. Who gets it, I won't know. It's cheap, it's potent, and it's profitable. The sad reality is fentanyl is being mixed into everything now. More kitchen now. Part-time job, full-time hustle, all-time shiro to all of us. You nurture, we listen. 
You teach, we thrive. You lift our spirits, but we've got to lay down the truth. It's time for you, our Shiro, to stretch for the stars. A free online chat can give you the personalized tips you need to start boosting your retirement savings today. Start saving more for retirement so you can feel prepared and live your life to the fullest. Visit aceyourretirement.org. Welcome back. You're listening to the 401 Live, Real People, Real Talk. And I'm talking with Willie Smith, and he is the executive director of Northwest Side Community Development Corporation. Speaking of the corporation, you mm-hmm. guys are hitting a milestone, right? Yes, we are. Um, uh, January 1 of 2023 marked 40 years that we've been in existence. So. Wow. That's great. That's great. 40 years, that's a long time. It is. Um, uh, Howard Snyder uh, founded the organization Mm -hmm. and ran the organization for 37 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he stepped down, um, I guess, what was that, December 31st of 2019. Mm -hmm. And I took over January 1 of 2020. And he started it uh, January 1 of 1983. So, yeah. That's amazing. That yep. is good. That's good. So you're carrying that torch. Absolutely. That's wonderful. You know, when I talked to you before, um, before this this podcast, mm-hmm. and you had mentioned something, and I jotted it down, and I and I hope I got it correct. You said um, you want to operate in an aspirational direction. Correct. What does that mean? Within the, um, well, let's, how do I want to put this? Um, with regards to what we do, um, you know, there, there are a lot of organizations and opportunities for folks to maybe get financing for their business or something of the sort. Oftentimes, there doesn't seem to be the same kind of support to assist businesses with really growing their operations and moving to the next step. So what we're trying to do is to speak with business owners to determine where do you see this business really going? Mm. I mean, what are the real opportunities? I mean, oftentimes we set, um, we have a self-imposed ceiling that we place over our heads. And for some reason, we feel like that's the reality, but really it's just a figment of your imagination. If, mm-hmm. if, if you believe that that's the, your height, if you believe that that's the furthest you can go, you're right. And if you believe that it isn't, you're also right. So you're saying dream big. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I mean, and if we're going to get to the point to where, I mean, you, you, you hear all of these stories about Milwaukee and, and just a, a number of the different areas where we're lacking in comparison to comparable cities throughout the country. And, you know, oftentimes, and even on the social service side, I won't go down this road too far, but um, I feel like, you know, we've succeeded admirably at what we've tried to do with our people, with, you know, a lot of the social services and things that we've provided. And I say I say that because I feel like what we've done is assisted people with surviving. Mm-hmm. There has been no effort, in my opinion, there might be a few out there, so I won't say at all, but... Oftentimes, the majority of programs and such are designed for people to survive, not for them to thrive. Mm. And if you think about it, as a people within this city, that's about where we are. It's survival. So we've done that. But the catch with that is you have to keep doing it. Right. You have to keep, you know, kind of feeding the monster, if you will, and, you know, kind of keep the machine going so that you can keep these people surviving where, you know, what if we were looking at things in a little bit differently? What if we not only tried to assist a person with obtaining a job or with getting a business loan, uh, getting a business loan for their business, but we also look beyond that? I mean, if you're, you know, um, if your business is making, you know, half a million dollars a year, what about shooting for $5 million? 
mm-hmm. per year? And what does that look like? And, you know, when folks begin to think along those lines, it changes what they see as potential for themselves and their business. So we try to, you know, work with businesses in that fashion and, you know, bring partner organizations in. We're not, it's not just Northwest Side CDC. So the one thing that we're not is an organization who believes in silos. We have, we collaborate with a ton of different lending institutions, much like our own Mm -hmm. and banks as well. So, you know, the goal is to just do more, you know, how much more effective are we if we're collaborating and, you know, using partners to, make things happen. Well, you know, for for a lot of people, they just need somebody for that encouragement. Exactly. You know, they see this much. They need somebody to kind of open their eyes a little bit and see the bigger picture. Exactly. I like that. Yeah. And and the obstacles that people believe are there, um, I don't necessarily buy that either. The money, people think the money is the problem. Right. And I'm going to stop you there because you said, uh, I wrote this down. Um, you said move, change the mentality, yep. move from that survival, and you said, and that downtrodden yeah. mentality, yeah. right? That's, we, unfortunately, that is rather prevalent in Milwaukee and in a lot of communities where people just don't feel like they can move beyond where they are, you mm-hmm. know, so they operate with that mentality. And you could see it, you know, you you could see it. I mean, if you've traveled around and you come back home or you go to certain places, you see this, this, um, this downtrodden spirit, you know, and you could feel it. You talking to the person, it's like you could see that something is going on behind the, the the appearance. That there's something deeper happening. You know, and you know we're trying to be more inspirational, aspirational in the work that we're doing, so that we can, get, so that you know our people can move beyond that way of thinking and ultimately reach whatever their goals happen to be. And there's enough money out there to do it. The, the the resources are there to do it. So you know, if you're not striving or looking to do that, um, you know, give us a call. You know, we yeah. we can definitely help with you know helping to move folks to move forward with that because the opportunity is there. And you know, politically and otherwise, I feel like this is an excellent time for you know businesses to seek you know um, the capital or resources that they need to truly grow their businesses. Oh my gosh, this yeah. is great. Um, you know, part of that, talking about changing the mentality, part of that is stopping that recorder that's in your brain exactly. that you've heard all the time. Yep. You know, people telling you that you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, for some, it might be people told them, you only have a high school diploma, so you can't become a business person, exactly. which is not true. You know, it's just changing yep. what you're here that internal voice, I guess. I agree 100%. And, and, um, and I feel like that is the start. You know, if you get a person and you can open their mind up, it completely changes the way they act, the way they function, and all of that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I feel like that is the key. So, you know, we do a lot of one-on-one support with our clients and that, you know, on a consistent basis. So, you know, in, in doing that, we they don't um, find themselves discouraged by the problem or the issue that takes place because oftentimes we can assist or someone we work with, some partner, some consultant can assist with whatever the problems happen to be for the business. Right. Yeah. You make it sound really easy because you said it's not like you got to fill out this long, long, long application and then approach you. No. You say approach you first. Exactly. And just have your vision, your mission, you know, your idea. Exactly. 
so you, they could just talk talk it out with you. That's pretty much it. The way that we're not looking for, I don't necessarily, sometimes I, got, I must say, I don't necessarily want everything to be completely baked. I don't want to just read some document that sometimes someone else prepared for you that sounded that read well or something of yeah. the sort you know there's a lot of that and mm-hmm. and it's and it's fine but i'd much rather hear directly from the person who's going to be operating the business who's going to be every day day dealing with the you know the issues with that business or what have you so that we truly know who we're dealing with and where they're coming from because you can hire somebody to write a business plan for you and they might have the essence of what it is that you're mm-hmm. looking to do but that's not all there's more to it than that. And I like to know a little bit more. We like to know a little bit more about what it is they're looking to do. And after we're able to figure that out, we determine whether it's a deal for us. Maybe, you know, in that discussion, we realize that, you know, it's a better fit for this organization over here. We'll still reach out to them. We'll, um, you know, make the referral to that other business or other lender or what have you. It could be, you know, other technical assistance. We work a lot with the Small Business Development Center, who has, who does a great job with financial projections and things like that. So oftentimes there's a, a bit of that. So we, you know, try to cast a pretty wide net. And, you know, we we try to support our partners that we, other lender partners that mm-hmm. we work with to ensure that, hey, if, the, if you guys are, this is your lane, you know, we will refer those deals to you because it's easier for you to do them than it is for us to do them because that is your bread and butter. Yeah. So we, we are really sensitive to the, you know, the needs of the clients and ultimately the opportunities present uh, in the services offered by our partners. So in some senses, it's being a resource and sending them to the right place. Exactly. But sometimes do you get some folks who come in and, you know, they just think, I just want to make some money and um, they really don't have that vision. Yeah, we get that. We've had that quite a bit. And, you know, in those instances, if a business owner is not coming to us, um, you know, talking about uh, the great product or service um, or their clients and what they want to offer to ensure that their clients are satisfied with what they're doing, if they're not focused on the actual product or service, more than likely they're not a client for us. I can say that off the bat. I mean, if I mean, it takes... Money alone is not going to be, money alone can't be your motivation. It has to be more than just money. It has to be about what it is that you're going to do to ultimately make the money. Because if your focus is your product or service and you're, you know, diligent about ensuring that the customer service is there, that you're, you're delivering on time, you know, people are getting what they're requesting. If you're doing that on a consistent basis, people are going to continue to support you. Yeah. You know, so if and if you're not focused and focused on that and I mean we've all gone to businesses where we feel like there's nothing here. They're, they're only concerned about the money that mm-hmm. they're generating within this business. They're not concerned about the customer at all. So, you know, and, and when we see that, I mean, how often do we frequent those businesses? Think about the number of businesses that we all know that we say we would never go never back go to that back business. To. That's right. And they have this characteristic about them that you talk to other people, they hear the same thing. Mm-hmm. And with social media and word of mouth, the word spreads like a wildfire. So, you know, it's very important for folks to focus on that and which is where systems come back into play. Mm. You need to establish the systems across the board for employees and especially direct um, operational and, you know, uh, uh, customer facing staff or or what have you. It's Mm. very important to do that. That could be the difference between success and failure. And I guess you also need to have the that entrepreneur who is um, 
uh, open to direction? Absolutely. Um, We've had a few clients where we've had issues with them, you know, with the post-funding technical assistance. And honestly, I can tell you the the issues that they found themselves uh, dealing with were things that oftentimes we let them know, hey, this is how this is going to work out if you do X. And, you know, we lend the money. We provide the technical assistance for free to the clients. And the only issues, the only clients that we've had issues with, honestly, are the people who just didn't follow up on the advice. They did not listen. They thought that, you know, I don't know if it was about humility or they thought they knew what they were doing or that they had greater understanding. But in the end, those are the customers who we've had issues with, you know, And and I'd say that, you know, it's less than... There's probably two or three clients in our portfolio that we spend more time on working with them. But, you know, the other 90% has been great. Okay. So if people who are listening and they say, I need to get in touch with them, what do they need to do? Um, Our website, I'd say, would be the start. Um, It's nwscdc.org is our website. And we're at 414-444-8200 is our um, office number. Excellent. Willie Smith, it has been a pleasure um, talking to you and finding out what you do and all the ways that you are helping entrepreneurs, business owners. Thank you. It is impressive. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate it. My guest, Willie Smith, Executive Director of Northwest now I just forgot, Northwest Side Community Development Corporation. There, I got it. So, again, thank you for this information because I'm sure it's going to help a lot of people. Thank you. We're going to have more uh, entrepreneurs in Milwaukee. That Absolutely. Would be great, right? We need them. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we need them. Hey, and thank you for joining us for another episode. Remember, we're a nonprofit organization. So, if you're so inclined, go to our website, the411live.org, and you can help us out. Until next time, I'm Beverly Taylor. This is the 411 Live. Real people, real talk. If you would like to check out past episodes, there are many ways. Go to your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Like and watch us on Facebook. Watch and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you have suggestions for future episodes, go to our website, the411live.org.